so pray that the Lord allows a great clarity <clears throat> for what we're trusting the Lord for this year. MACAV vision. Um, this is uh, why we, when we talk about mission and vision, uh, we would say the mission is church universal. Okay. Uh, that when, you, when you think of the definition of mission, that so the, the, the Christian kingdom, people that love Jesus, it seems, when you, when you, if, if we're just talking etymology, we should all have the same mission. And then the vision is how it flows in different ways. Okay? So it, I would propose that the church's mission is to bring glory to God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Right? That's what we're all supposed to be doing. Yeah? Uh, the origin of the word. So mission. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, so <laughs> Nick's so smart. He wanted more. He's like, that's just too short, brother. So, uh, so uh, it exists to bring honor and attention to God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, the way we flow, the way we want to flesh it out at MacAv, is we, we want to see that happen by seeing communities transform both spiritually and physically starting with our own, okay? And we're going to unpack that a little bit. And don't miss what we're saying here because I... I well, our heart here is to make sure that we leave here with the right heart. So that's, 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 our, that's our goal here, okay, fam? Um, and with that said, let me, let me just pray for us. Pray that, that the Lord uses this time for his glory. Holy Spirit, we pray that you will give us clarity. Um, we just thank you that we are your children, that we can enjoy you, Lord. And, uh, Lord, yeah, you be exalted. Will we have a bigger view of you? Be excited about um, being willing to be nobodies for you, Jesus. Uh, and we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. A lot of, a lot of stuff. So we might have to take some a little stretch breaks. Uh-oh. Am I going the wrong way? Okay, so this is real quick. This is just praise the Lord about what, what's been going on uh, this past year. Uh, and what we like to call, we like to say, you know, again, this gets really weird because we want to celebrate. Because we, we just want to say, wow, look at the evidence of God's grace in our body. That's what it's really about. It's not about the things that we've done or... or like, you know, the smart stuff that we came up with, but really just saying, like, man, God's grace has been really evident this year. And, um, for example, we're seeing a call. I feel like we're developing a culture of repentance um, in our body and, and faith in Jesus, which is our focus, uh, that our heart has never been, nor we don't ever want it to be, uh, just trying to build a, ch- a, a church organization. But it really is about people saying, man, every day, looking at their lives and saying, Lord, like, like, am I deeply in love with you? And am I living a life of motiv- motivated by grace where, where I'm enjoying you, where I don't have it all together? I'm not trying to act like I have it all together, but I want to walk with the Lord, and I want other people to experience the joy of Jesus. And that's our heart. Uh, and that shows itself through character, growth, and development, and us being more like Christ. Right, not just saying the good words, and I just remember, I remember growing up, my my mom's friend would come over, and he would just be getting high with my mom, smoking weed, and get you know, and then I found out the brothers, he's like an elder in the church, you know what I'm saying? And it was like kind of accepted and cool. Like I'm like, you an elder, at least you can hide the weed from a brother, like when I see you, you know? But it was just like that was so accepted, and I, and that's the antithesis of what we want to be about. We want our hearts to reveal themselves by what we do. You follow me, family? Character growth is spirituality. So I think, I think but, but I say all that to say, that's why, you know, even, even Micah said it. That's what I love about this body. You guys are ridiculous. And I'm just humbled that I get to, I get to walk with you because you guys are crazy for Jesus. Um, countless people cared for. I mean, you guys have been hustling, you know, the whole year caring for people uh, through acts of counseling. We've got marital counseling going on all over the place. 
uh, acts of service. I mean, you guys are super servants, material possessions and food. And I just love that by God's grace, <clears throat> I don't think we've done all of these to, in, in, in some sense to eclipse the gospel. But these all have been expressions of the gospel. Um, I'll talk more about that in a moment. Baptism, conversions, we've had a, a couple of those throughout. Well, it's funny, baptisms, we've had the, the right of baptism, but conversions are, are interesting in our community, right? Uh, a lot of times in our community because it's so church, because you can walk six blocks from my house and past 13 churches, you know, we don't get a lot of cats who say, I don't know who Jesus is, I don't like Jesus, I don't love Jesus, and then, you know, they slip on a banana peel and say, oh, I want to follow Jesus. We don't get that a lot in our body, right? What we get is we get people who sort of like do the churchy thing, they're kind of religious, but they're sleeping with their girlfriend, and there's absolutely no evidence of the Holy Spirit. And then by God's grace, the people of God are loving, and, and the Holy Spirit does something in their life, and, and they don't want to admit it, so they always thought they were Christians, but they really weren't. And then as time goes on, they actually believe the gospel and start walking with the Lord. And so I don't even care who gets the credit, as long as you're walking with Jesus, right? So, but that's cool, guys, because that's what we're about, and that's what the Lord is doing. So I just want to encourage you. Um, children experiencing Jesus, you guys, uh, you guys have been so faithful with the youth. I mean, Kelty, you've been unbelievable. Alex stepping up. Uh, all of our leaders and, and servants who, who, who teach our kids. Uh, we even have more leaders step up. And you guys in child care, you're just showing Jesus to our kids. I mean, all you guys who house sit and babysit for everyone to have Matt groups, the gins, and the, you guys are are unbelievable, and the Lord has really displayed his grace through your service this year. Um, this has been really humbling, like to see, you know, none of us, we, I mean, our crew don't really, we want to grow because we want to have influence for the gospel in the community, and it's been funny, the Lord has been actually growing us. I mean, I mean, it's been a good problem to have, but we, we've been struggling with trying to find discipleship spots and all this stuff, and, uh, but we've been growing, yeah, bigger than we, what we thought. We have over 60 people now in discipleship relationships. Uh, and that was from four, uh, was it two years ago? So, <laughs> four or five. So uh, every year, yeah, it's been it's been unbelievable. And we, yeah, it's just I don't know what to say. I just praise the Lord. Um, and what's cool about that, guys? That's not people who just put their butts in the seats and sit around and sing some songs and listen to me run my mouth. But that's someone who throughout the week. Uh, they're meeting with individuals, engaging the gospel. They're being trained on how to share their faith, on how to walk by faith, how to communicate their faith, and how to multiply their faith. They're involved in community, in, in a small microcosmic community of a mad group, and they're excited about eventually discipling somebody else. And guys, I, and we're convinced that's how our community is going to experience the gospel. Uh, so, so praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Matt groups are multiplying. Um, yeah, we're at eight Matt groups. They're all full. We're going to probably have to add a couple more real soon. By the way, we prayed last year that we would have eight Matt groups by the end of the year. The Lord is faithful. So praise the Lord. Right? Um, I put this on because our, web, our website was so whack for a while. And ain't nobody fault. We were just all whack. Right? Um, and uh, the Lord, we had a brother who loved Jesus in Cleveland, um, and through the leadership of Eric Nielsen, uh, the Lord has blessed our, our site, where I feel like it's a gospel-centered site, where people can go on our website and they can experience, they can hear the gospel, understand the gospel, understand discipleship, understand how to plug into our community, how to, be in, how to do outreach, how to give to the community. Uh, there's, there's just no excuse now. Uh, you guys, we need to learn how to use the MAC resources a little more in this body because there's a lot of resources in our community uh, that people want to give out in our community. And you guys, you know, we're not doing a good job with that. You need to be going on the website, looking at Mac, um, the, the MAC resource page. It's like the bootleg Craigslist of MAC they have, right? And 
And you need to go on and get the resources because people are wanting to bless you. Okay, family? But what's cool about this, our little website had 30,000 individual hits last year. This is crazy. I don't even get it. And, and each hit, I mean, well, praise the Lord. I, I love that Jesus. I mean, he's like, well, you, you ain't grateful? No, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the Lord is doing his, doing his thing. So that's just this this guy, evidences of God's grace. And I guess the website I was talking to the dude, he was like, I guess people, when they go on the website, uh, they really want to look through the pages. Because he said each average hit, they go through five or six pages. So it's just, it's just, a, cool, just a cool opportunity for people to be hearing the gospel, seeing what the Lord is doing. Um. But here's what I want to talk a little bit about, uh, just to make sure we're on the same page, because what happens with crazy folks like us is I think we can, we can skew ourselves a little bit, and we can begin to do things without the gospel being a focus. So the question is, moving forward, when we think of, we got to think of what is gospel-centered success for us, okay? And think about this collectively as a body, but think of it as individuals, because, again, each, each one of us need to be really considering our hearts on this. <coughs> We can either become a big church that affects us, but not the community. Okay, that means we growing, we doing our Mac group, we enjoying good potluck meals, right? We having good, better music, right? And all this stuff. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. I mean, <laughs> we having better teaching. We um. Right? So, or, right? I love Nick. Or, become a church that always balances influence with depth. Okay? Now, if we're going to try, if we want to be a church that balances influence with depth, then we can't be concerned about worldly growth. And I just want to make sure we all, we can say that, that sounds kind of sexy until month three, and we're not growing, and you're mad. Right, but because we want to focus on making sure that primarily it's not we're getting a lot of people in here who don't love Jesus, is that we're getting a lot of people in here who are learning and engaged and enamored with the gospel, and then we are going out with missional living lives. That's our heart, right, family? Right, family? We gotta we gotta be down for this, right? So we we are not we are not here to become a big church. That affects us. Only reason we want influence, we would love to be big, but the influence, the goal of the influence is for affecting the community so people can understand and experience Jesus. Okay? And if, if that's not happening, then, that's not, then we're, not, we're not trying to grow in some. If the goal is not to just have another service or something, you know? Okay, fam? So to make sure we get that. So, so the question is, what would change the community, right? So, and I put here, new creation, who brings it? And let's talk through that a little bit. Okay, so what happens a lot of times is, and this is what we're struggling with now, we're going to always struggle with this. We struggled with it last year, and then we're going to have an ebb and flow. You have, you have depth. What we want is we want depth and growth, which seems to be what the Holy Spirit desires. Okay, but what happens is you start to grow, and you start liking the growth, and you start forsaking depth. Okay, and so what we have to do is we have to smack each other in the face and remind ourselves, no, that seems sexy, but that's not the goal. Christ is not pleased if we grow a lot and our depth continues to decrease. Because what happens is the gospel decreases and then who knows what we're doing here. 
But we want to be an on-fire, Jesus-loving, gospel-centered, bibliocentric local body. We want to be, right? We want to be, right, individuals transforming individuals, transforming spiritually and physically, starting with our own, starting with our own, and particularly us, <laughs> right? If we're not believing the gospel, the light's out, man. Okay, so with that said, what are our dangers, kingdom dangers? Here's what we gotta, we got to be careful with when we're serving the community. So there's two kind of modes of thought that I want to talk about. There's overpromising. Um, <coughs> and this is a sense of like, you, you, you get, this is the new talk now, redeeming the city. We hear that a lot, right? Uh, we want to, you know, there's songs about it, and that's cute, and that's cool. Uh, there's, you know, we want to... We want to see, you know, recreation happen, new creation. There's, re- I want to, re- we want to see things change. We want to see, and, and what we, what we really, what we could be saying a little bit is that we want to bring God's heaven on earth. Okay. Now, now here, now my point in this is that we we could be overpromising, guys. Okay, because I want to propose to you that that's not the gospel. The gospel, when, you, when we're talking about, God isn't necessarily saying that we bring new creation. That's not the gospel. New creation is a gift from God. Okay, new creation happens from the Lord. We don't bring it. Okay? Okay, so, so we're off on the total left side when we think, oh, if we just read our Bibles enough and we share our faith enough and we bring more people here, we did a, that we're going to do, right, do you have this, this I'm, we're doing this and here's the output. You see, and that's what we can begin to think and that could be worldly. Because guess what? You can bring all the uply mobile people you want here who have good educations, who deeply love Jesus, and this community can still be the exact same in 10 years. Do you all believe that? Do you understand that? Because guess who, 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 who brings the growth? Holy Spirit brings the growth. Okay? So if you and I begin to think that oh, if we do these things, then this will happen, you have now solidified yourself in worldly thinking. Because you're saying, we bring the growth. And then what happens, if it doesn't happen, we're disappointed. If we, in five years, you, you poured your blood, sweat, and tears, and you're serving, and you're crying for people, and you're praying for people, and you're sharing your faith, and you're giving your money, and then the same people you've cared for, and you've had in your house, and they lived with you, and all this stuff, they dog you, the people don't change, and the community is the same, and you broke her. Now what? Are you going to be believing the gospel with fervor? Is Jesus still the king? Was it still worth it? Yes, God has what he he's never promised that he's going to redeem the city in the way that we think he will. He will recreate all things, but it'll be on his timeline. OK, so that's that's a, so we can either go on this side where we think we're going to redeem the city and we begin to we begin to like the reason I'm bringing this up because in our focus becomes redeeming the city and not Jesus. The gospel, but now the focus is this output, this weird, you know, let's make more farms and gardens and let's build more homes and let's serve more poor. You see what I'm saying? Now, these are enemies, but we've got to have God-centered perspective. Why Each one of us, why are we doing what we're doing here? Why did you move here? Because I'm telling you, it might not turn out the way you think. 
But I want you to be okay with that and have joy in understanding it was never supposed to turn out the way you think. This is God's story. This is God's plan. This is God's battle. Now let me continue on because we have a lot to talk about. Um, so platonic thinking, so you have, you have this over-promising, oh, we're going to redeem the city, we're going to do all this stuff, we're so amazing, right? And, uh, and, that's, and that, to be, and what's scary is that's kind of where we're going right now. If you look at evangelical circles, there's a lot of this redeeming the city stuff right now. You know, that's why we have these huge, we have these big old, we're going to share the gospel with everybody in Detroit. And that's cool, but we've got to have God's perspective here now. Okay? The other side is platonic thinking, okay? So there's, that's like you think, you know, basically the first time, you know, redeeming the city, we're going to eventually do so much good that we're going to be so gospel-centered, we won't need Jesus. Right? I mean, that, that's where that goes. Right? If you redeem the city, then what does Jesus got to do? Yeah, I'm just, just going to stay here. Y'all already did it all. Thanks. Thanks a lot, you know. Okay. But then you got the other side where, you know, platonic thinking is like you got this material world, and it kind of doesn't really matter as much as heaven. And so I'm just trying to buy my time here now until heaven. So I don't really, you know, so this is kind of cool, but, you know, I'm really waiting for this, this place, this heaven place. And so now you begin to sort of... Like material, the material world isn't of real great importance at all. Now, we wouldn't say that as Christians because that sounds kind of mean, but that's how we can kind of act. Right? So you have earth, man, well, you know, I can't wait to get to heaven. Okay? And so, and so that's why people look at us kind of weird when we're out here, you know, in these nasty homes and you, we're doing all this new creation stuff. And it is kind of like, Really? You know, why not just be a Christian, love Jesus, and then have your best life now? Right? Because this all doesn't really matter. One day we're going to go and float off and be with heaven. Okay? I, both of those, I would say, are super skewed. I'm not, now you guys know <coughs> where I, I mean, we're going to talk more about this whole piece of like recreation and, and where is biblical heaven and all that, because I think that's the reason why we're kind of skewed there, the platonic thinking. But it's Plato's thinking. It's not, this is not some first century stuff. And this is, this, is, this is seriously, like, this, is, this came, people started really believing this stuff, 1819 deal, you know. Um, and this is more of like, well, this is more, I would say, more like now we're going to be redeeming things. It seems a balance. The balance is seen in, first, in Isaiah 60, 65. He says, see, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. Great chapter. Please, if you're on your own time, read 65, read chapter 66, and you'll see uh, the, the Father talking about the, bringing up this new creation, this sense of new creation that, that basically there's these thistles and these, these thorns, and that eventually what God is going to do is he's going to provide just great brushes of grass and leaves and great fruit, that he's going to take all the muck and mire and he's going to transform it into something beautiful. But it's God who's going to do it. But what he does... And this is what blows me away with, with, with partnering with the Lord, um, is you ask, what, why do we do what we do then, and what are we expecting, is God is then saying, so if I'm doing it all, then where, where, is you, where do we fit in this? He's saying, I want you, I am the new creator, I will make it all, I want you to be agents of new creation. Okay? We don't bring a new creation. We're the agents of new creation. We remind the world of what God is going to fully do. That's what, our, that's what we're doing. We're retelling the beautiful portrait of what God is going to paint 
when everything is fully done. But it doesn't even stop there. Let's look at this text here. Look what he says here in 1 Corinthians 15, 58. He says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Okay? He says, Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And this is all after resurrection speech. Okay, so he's so, so no, go back in your own time, look at 1 Corinthians 15, look at what the Lord does. He's talking about resurrection. He's talking about conquering all things in Jesus, and then Jesus is risen from the dead, and now he's reigning, and he's going to give the kingdom to the Father. And then after this resurrection speech, he says this, very interesting. You would think after the resurrection speech, and I've conquered it all, and I've done everything, he would say, okay, now we're going to go float off to the world, and, you know, goodbye, you know, in the end. And in the, but he doesn't. Look what he says. He says, I've risen from the dead. I'm the king. Guess what? You have a job to do. That's what he says. He says, you have a job to do. Look what he says there. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. I've risen from the dead. I've conquered. I'm reigning. I'm bringing a new creation. You've got a job to do. Well, what's our job? That's what's so amazing about this picture. It's kind of like, and, and this is where, you know, you can use hyperbolic speech, but God doesn't help us understand all of what it looks like. But it, it, I liken it to us, you know, when, you, when you're going, and I think of Dewan and Frank and these guys, and you're building a beautiful house. You're building this big old house. And now, I don't know how to build a house. You know, if I went and tried to help Dewan or John and these guys, I don't know much about that. But what I can do is I can give them a brick. You know, that's, that's probably what I can, I can bring to the game. You know, here's my brick, homie. You know, now, the thing is, I don't know how they want to use that brick. But what I do know is that brick is going to be part of this new home that they make. See, God is saying we don't know how he's going to use our different toils and works. Okay? But he's saying when you read the scriptures and you understand how God is he's, he's just beautifully painting this epic story, he's saying, but your work will not be in vain. I will use your works, the things that you're doing for kingdom advancement, those agents of new creation, those things that you're doing, these homes that you're rebuilding to remind the world that this is how God would like it. As you're being a steward of your, <clears throat> of your finances, as you're being a steward and you're caring for people and discipling, he's saying all those things will be part of the bricks and a fabric, the, the, the patchwork quilt that he will use as he begins to make new creation. Are you hearing me? He's saying your work is not in vain. He's going to use it all. But you're not doing it. We're agents. So that's why we toil. That's why we'd be willing to be nobodies for Jesus. That's why we care for people. That's why we enjoy the gospel. This is, when we do these things, it's not because we can go, wow, look at all the, look at how cool it is. Look at what we did. We redid this community. No. It's to remind the world that Jesus reigns. That's what you're doing. When you share your faith, when you're working in these dirty homes um, as, a, as a covenant community, when you're at these corner stores and people are trying to get us and they think they're, they think they're robbing us and they think that, you know, really, dude? It's chapstick. Come on. You know. You know. But we're reminding the world that God is here. He's here. That's what we're doing. We're reminding the world that God is here. 
So, so um, as we look forward to experiencing, man, as we look forward to experiencing God's grace, um, what is our vision for this year, family? We make disciples. That's what we do. Nothing sexy at MacAff. Okay? Y- you know, y'all thought maybe, maybe this year they'll really do something cool. Nope. We just, we just read our Bible and pray, you know, and try and get people jobs. You know what I'm saying? And try and help brothers to love their wives a little better. And we try to love our wives a little better. And then we try to, you know, make sure that single cats are, are living holy lives and ain't doing nothing freaky, you know. And I'm, I mean, you know what I'm saying? We just try to live the gospel. Right? We make disciples. We want people to this year walk with the Lord and to be experiencing God's grace and the love of Jesus more next year than they did this year. That we will be make, becoming more like Jesus and retelling his story a little better. That's what we want to be about as a family. And that's how we're committed to saying, you know what? We all leave, that's cool. We're going to make disciples. We're going to pour into a life, and we're going to ask you to pour into a life. And that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to place our resources in. And that's why, guys, we don't. We don't doctor up this service, you know? Because every time in the flesh I want to doctor up this service, and I'm telling you, ask Eric Nielsen, every three weeks I do. I'm in the staff meeting, and I'm like, look, we got to do And then the Holy Spirit is like, no, it will be ungodly for you to take your resources which I've called you to be pouring into people and to try and pull off some show. Sorry, guys, I'm just saying, that's where, that's where we are. This is a place where we want to equip the people of God to be the people of God. That's what this is. So the best we can do is to try to make it warmer for you. We'll get here a little earlier, try to turn up the heat. You know what I'm saying? That's all we got. You know, the $100 is not going to go in some new big bulletin to say, oh, we're doing Genesis. No, we're going to serve somebody poor in our community. That's what we're going to do. So I need, you, I need you to believe in that with me. So make healthy disciples, right? A healthy believer. What is a healthy disciple? It's a healthy believer that can multiply their life, right? Spiritual, emotional, physical, relational, economic character. Just that your heart will be in love with Jesus. And some of you guys have been playing. You've been, you should have been discipled a year ago, and you still ain't being discipled, you know? And I get it. I ran from Jesus for years. God wants to change your life. Why do you keep selling for hot dogs when you can have steak? We'll, um, so guys, what's cool about this, we have a lot of you guys um, are, you know, haven't, we have a lot of people who will be discipling who haven't discipled this year um, before. Um, so I'm asking people who are discipling, um, please come see me in the back because I'm going to have to give you guys a lot of uh, documents and stuff for the new people who will be discipled. And, and guys, I'm excited that everyone that has um, desired 
uh, express interest to want to be discipled. Um, by God's grace, we have space, which is exciting. And uh, we're going to get rolling this year. And this is what we're going to be about. Now, I'm telling you, if you're new and you're like, oh, I want to be discipled, people say that. And then when we're in your business, people get mad. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you right now. You're like, oh, I want to be disciple. Okay. All right. And then when I'm telling you quit dogging your wife, you're mad at me, right? Right? And so, and so I'm just telling you, these people don't play in here. We will be in your stuff. You know, we want to we wanna deal with stuff. And we try, we're trying to learn how to do that. We're trying to learn how to deal with our arrogance and to deal with your arrogance. And we're trying to learn how to deal with our pride and your pride. And we're going to be victorious, like, they will be in your stuff. They, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And so, and so this is, and that's, and that, I'm just letting you know, man, like, this is what we're about. So, so just know is we, we love each other. And no one has it all together. We're all fighting this fight, right? But, but that's what's going to happen. So I'm just giving you, just telling you right now, and it's, but it's a huge joy. I mean, I absolutely love this body. So, um, hey, guys, if there's one thing that I'm asking you to come to. You know, we don't usually do the whole, hey, come to this, come to this, come to this, you know. But I, I, we want every person who's considering to be a disciple, who's being discipled, who's discipling someone to come to our discipleship retreat in the spring. Okay, we do, it's an awesome time. Um, wasn't awesome? Yeah. Oh, why are you tripping? She, she, she's tripping, you know, city girl. She, she, cause it's, okay, it's in the retreat center, right? So she was the bugs and stuff, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, come on, y'all. This multicultural body, we got to get used to that, right? All right, we're going to do some of this. So please, we'll let you know the date, um, maybe in a week or so. Please, please come to this time because the time where we train, we connect, we hang out, and we, we try to mobilize one another to be on mission together. Okay, fam? Any questions? Oh, by the way, if you're new here, uh, yeah. if you're new here, we, we ask questions. So don't, this is not some oration where I just sit here and please ask questions. If, you, if you're not feeling what we're talking about, if you don't understand theologically, please let me know. We want to clear things up. Now, don't just be raising your hand if you're mad, but just if you don't understand theologically. All right? Yes, sis. Um, so backing up a little bit to the Asian <coughs> Good, good, good. Um, so, Lori was just asking, so like, being aged is new creation, how do we do that in the Lord's strength and not our own? Um, I would propose the first thing uh, that, that God wants us to be about is renewing our mind. Is that, you know, we, again, that's why we're talking about this, because no one would say in this body, I perceive, that, yeah, look at what we're doing. We're going to do this thing. And look, here we are. We, we have this and we're going to get here. But a lot of times we think it. And we'll say it in different ways like, and this is all of us are guilty of this. So I'm not calling anybody out. I've thought the same thing. We'll look in this audience and we'll go, wow, you know, not as many black people as I thought would be here. You know, so we'll say, you know, how are you going to be like, you know, right off Mac? And this is all the black people you got? Where all these white people come from, right? So we can say something like that. Now, here, now, here, now see, now here's what, here's, what, here's what we're thinking there. There's two things we could be thinking. There's a biblical piece of, you know what, guys? Like, let's look at what we're doing. Let's make sure that we're reaching out to the community, okay? So let's make sure that the gospel is being proclaimed, that we're out in the community, that people are hearing the gospel, that we're loving radically, 
that we're moving here, okay, that we're assessing. We can assess because we could not be doing something where the Lord is like, I'm not going to bless it because you're not doing something gospel-centered. I propose the other one, though, is the reason why there's not as many black folks. It's because the gospel is a hard sell, okay? And in our community, we have so much religiosity and apathy that, and, and also, we're in, a, we're in a city that's so racist, okay, that brothers would say, I deeply, I, I had to do a young brother who deeply loves the Lord and said, I can't come here, man, to me white people. We served his mama. We helped her do all kind of stuff, hooked her home up. I'm, dude, you know I'm going to put it out there. And... So what was the issue? Race? Really? Last time I looked at the Bible, your family was the people of God. So the question becomes, so like, so the question becomes, so what, what, what does that mean? Like, so, okay, so you don't have black people. Well, are we living the gospel? Are we reaching out to the community? You know how many white people have moved in this community in the last two years? But no output. So I'm saying we have to renew our minds first. Because that means if more white people move in this community, and this whole room is full of white people who love Jesus, God is pleased if we are not forsaking this community. We cannot drag white or black folks up in here. Okay? And I'm not going to do some song and dance to get black folks up in here. I ain't going to be hooting and saying, put your hand on the screen. (laughs) Man, all that. That ain't, speak English. And, and I'm not going to cater to white folks. So we're going to talk about the the, the selfishness of white people up in here. And we're going to talk about the apathy of black folks up in here. And we're going to talk about greed up in here, both white and black. We're going to talk about the racism of white folks. Y'all cool now. You wait till more brothers run up in here. It'll start popping out. But guys, all that, the only way we're going to survive any of that is when our minds are stayed in the scriptures. And we understand what the Lord has said about any of that stuff. And we can say, now I'm committed to you because I understand what Jesus wants me to be about. So the way we do it, sis, and you know this, is that we have to renew our minds. We have to say, Lord, what is the Lord saying about this scope. How does God want me to view this community, this covenant community here, and the world? And then we pray, and we continue to say, Lord, I am at your mercy. Would you give me grace? Would you give me grace to be an agent of new creation? We continue to pray, and we continue to ask the Lord to do in us what we cannot do. We continue to experience God's grace, and I'm praying that this body would be a body motivated by grace and not duty. We have to learn, because we do so much here, we have to be motivated by grace. Or we will burn out and we will not like each other. Great question, sis. So guys, for the record, I really would love more black people.
you know. I'm like, do people think I just... But guys, we will not, you know, but we will not forsake. We will not forsake the integrity of the gospel for any color. Okay? And so I'm praying, my prayer is this, is it, you know, is that everyone in here, we would all love radically our black and white sisters, and we would go out, and our brothers and sisters, we would go out, and as we're proclaiming the gospel, the gospel would be irresistible. Because we are seeing more brothers and sisters, because, you know, it took a while uh, for black folks to not think that we were crazy. Well, I'm crazy. (laughs) May somebody escort this gentleman out, please? (laughs) David. But, um... But now I just, the, Lord, I, the Lord has given us grace because we, we want God's people uh, to experience the glory of Jesus. So um, let's continue to stand firm in that family. Um, We've got, we got a lot. Okay, let me just keep going. Oh, so experiencing God's grace. Uh, here's one example of God's grace. This is the new book. This is the first book that I've written um, called Discipleship Defined. And uh, you guys will get... Well, those of you who are either being discipled um, uh, or discipling, so basically our whole, everyone in discipleship uh, will receive this co- a copy of this, and we're asking you to do a couple things. So here's, here's my heart behind this. So obviously, what are you smiling about back there? Uh, <laughs> and by the way, speaking of God's grace, so... Um, Oh, are you? All right, so listen. No, no, seriously. <laughs> listen, guys, listen, listen. See? All right. So here's the thing about this book. So I need your help, family, because this, we self-published this, and um, basically uh, we want everybody in our body to read it because we feel like this will explain, ex- like, hopefully clearly, um, what we're trusting the Lord for here and, and why we are very serious about discipleship. And we also, um, we see this, hopefully this book will be more than just a book, but a tool. Because uh, our, our, our vision, our heart would be, like the dream would be, that, this, that God would use our influence um, around the country to have to force leaders to be held accountable to be making disciples and not doing church. Okay? is that people would have to ask themselves, what is discipleship and are we doing it? See, we are, we are under the belief that a, per, a believer should not have to go in the body of Christ and search and, and, and try to find out how to share their faith. We should be beating them down going, you need to share your faith. And they should be saying, no, no, no. There should, a believer shouldn't have to be walking through a church going, how do I um, get discipled? How do I get influenced and learn more about Jesus? That's ridiculous. If a person's in a, in, a, in a place that says, I love Jesus, we should be ready to equip them on how to share their faith, on how to live missionally, on how to be in community, on how to multiply their lives. Not just pay our bills. Okay? That wasn't even under the notes, but I, that's our heart. Okay? Um, here's what I'm going to ask you guys to do. If you know me, I, have, I don't understand Facebook. I don't understand anything about technology. And um, 
but here's what I want. I, I want this to be a grassroots growing thing. Okay? So what we're trying to do is we're asking people, we're asking people to read, digest, and share. We're asking you to read this book. And we're asking you don't just read it as a MacAver or because you, you guys have been so gracious to love me and to love, just to love the family here. Read it as a kingdom servant. Okay? And, and the prayer is that you will be convicted and that you will be encouraged in the Lord. And if you are, um, we ask you to really, so that's the time, to just really digest it and say, Lord, like, am I doing this? To not assume that you get it, but to really say, Lord, what is this, what is this saying? And then, only then, we're asking you to share with other people. We're asking you to please make known uh, Discipleship Defined. There's going to be a website in uh, probably uh, 10 days to 14 days, um, which will be a, hopefully it's going to be a site. And the whole site is, is um, we're developing the site. So it'll be a tool, a place where people can go and they can figure out, like learn more about how to do evangelism. They can learn more about how to multiply their lives, how to encourage their leaders. Um, we really want people to be able to move from step A to B in the realm of discipleship. Okay? So I want to ask you guys, so I, so I got my, 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 my internet heads, like Adrian and, uh, you know, and J-Mac. <laughs> She's like, all right, you got me. Um, like, like I, don't, I, I would love to have a, fa- I'm going to talk to you, some of you guys, so I would love to have a Facebook thing and, like, really get the word out. Uh, the Lord has given us a lot of grace to, do some, to be able to do some radio shows in a few weeks. So uh, we're asking you guys to please share this, but only share after you've read it. Please don't share about this book until you have read it yourself. Okay, fam? Tell them where to get it, Mike. So, <coughs> yeah, you, so, yeah, so you can get it, so our stuff, you can get it from discipleshipdefined.com. That'll be our website, uh, cheapest. And, again, you, we would love to have it be used by, like, small groups, uh, churches even. So we have, like, huge discounts for cats, you know, if they want to buy the book in bulk. Um, you can get it from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, yeah, um, Oh, uh, Zulon Press is the publisher, uh, but I would, I would encourage you to go to discipleshipdefined.com. It's cheapest. So, guys, uh, can, I, can I, so I'm asking, your, I'm asking for your help there. I'm asking you to please, like, let the word out and read it, and hopefully to build conviction and let the word out more, because I'm, I'm, like, I'm, like, dreaming where one person shares with another, shares with another, and then now we can go to churches and say, bro, why am I in your church, and we have not done an outreach in two years, you know? Like, that's ridiculous. Yes, sis. Next, next week, oh, next week I'm going to give the book out. Um, so next week we will have the book for, for well, it's, it's on sale right now in stores, but we'll have it here uh, for sale. And then you can buy it from Discipleship Define, or, you know, I'm here. So you can talk to me or whoever. That's what we, we, it's like a tier thingy, so $9, then it goes to like, yeah, down, down, down. That, I'm sorry, it's $9 including shipping, but if you're here, then I'm selling that with you guys. We haven't decided yet because we're just starting running around. So, what we're going to sell it yet? So, but I want to sell it for cheap for our body, you know. Especially if you're getting the word out. Like I would love to sell it at cost because I, because I don't really, you know, I, I want, I want. Who said? Who said? No autographs. Somebody actually asked me. I was like, that is no way. So, so we, we would love. So, if you want to buy a box, because like I know Javos want to buy a box, we would love to give it to you guys like super cheap. So. Yeah, don't order anything until you've read it, please. Okay? I'm sorry? Huh? 
Oh, you have here. No, it's okay. No, it's. I well, it's. We only thing I, we only have right now like twenty something, so I just wanted to give it out when we have enough for everybody. Okay, so next week. But um. But yeah, so I'm I'm really encouraged. Thanks for um, blessing us, and I hope the Lord uses it. You guys need to stretch. Just stretch. Just stand up, y'all. Y'all okay? Thank you. smart. All right, fam. Are you ready to ride? Let's get back to work. All right, so as we talk about discipleship, um, God is growing us. I just want to make sure, again, as we talked about you know, people being in your business, to make sure we understand the process of biblical change, right? Just, again, the heart um, in our body uh, is that there is, when you think of biblically, the reality is that there's no easy road to sanctification. And we just want to make that clear to everybody again because people, I think we just have these misconceptions of, I'm going to be a Christian, and we could put on this facade or whatever, and we're just saying no. Like really wanting to walk with the Lord and yield to the Holy Spirit uh, takes takes some uh, takes some work in Christ, and so just want to just want to remind us again of where our hearts need to be for the year. Um, we need to know our neediness, okay? Uh, please, every one of us. I mean, please understand, like we're so needy, all of us, and. And if you if you if you feel like you got it all together, and it's funny, we, none of us will say that, but it's like a, we can have an aura of always feeling like we have all the answers and things of that sort. And God is asking us to have a disposition of humility, of knowing that we don't have it all together. We don't need to take ourselves so serious. We take the gospel serious, not ourselves. And and that you know what, we realize our sin. So so now here's the thing: we can like know that we're needy, but not be aware of our sin. And the Lord is asking us to do the homework in your heart and say, Lord, like, like, what, would you reveal to me my sinfulness? Like, we know we do bad stuff, but like just those deep-rooted character areas. And, and to be honest, like, for example, if you can't right now describe two or three things in your life that just totally dishonor the Lord, then I would say you're not as aware as you think. Okay? Because you foul. Because I'm foul too. Okay, we all messed up. We need the gospel, right? See, this, this, it's okay. See, I can smile because I because Jesus, I'm foul with Jesus, and so are you, right? And that's the beauty of the gospel family. So if we really want growth. We got to make sure that we're okay with that. Uh, submit to Jesus, Holy Spirit. Your true joy in life is following Jesus. So like, so we know our neediness. Then we submit to the Lord. Then embrace reality. God has given you everything you need to make the changes in your life that will please him and will lead to his blessings. I say that because, again, you know, I will, pro- I will propose uh, churches that are very light. Um, they, they, they'll use scripture verses, but light theologically will make, it fit, make you think that, okay, you got this stuff, and now you have to go grab something here or there or go search for something to get the change. And I would tell that's counter-Bible. 
The Bible doesn't say that. Paul's whole, all his, when you look at his 13 epistles, when you understand the Gospels, you look at the Gospels, the whole point is that the kingdom has come in you. That God is in you if you said yes to Jesus. And so how, how hilarious is that? God's in you, but you're going to get changed from out there. Right? Holy Spirit, boom. Thanks, Holy Spirit, but now I've got to go find how to you know, be nicer. And No. God is saying that the Holy Spirit who resides in us is a power that he's given us to experience sanctification. Nothing sexy about that. The issue is we don't believe it, and we don't live a life of faith yielded to the Holy Spirit who's in us. And what does that look like? Yielding to the covenant community, being a part of a body, right? Being in your word, seeking the Lord in prayer, spiritual disciplines, experiencing God's grace. So, so unless we embrace that reality, that change is from the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is in you, then you're going to be doing this rabbit trail all year. Again, if there's any questions, let me know. Obey God's word. As you continue to obey God's word, biblical change toward maturity will occur in your life. And embrace community. So I propose embracing reality and then submitting in these ways, placing yourself in community. You know, just really, this is why community is so important for us. Like, placing yourself with people where you're in the midst of God's stuff, of God's environment. Right, fam? Okay. Uh-oh. Here's what we're going to do, guys. We have, uh, it's, it's 1230. We're going to probably have, to, we're going to do the CDC stuff. Hopefully, Leon will be better next week. I think we'll, be, we'll, we'll probably start the first half and do some CDC stuff next week so that our heads don't pop up. I'm not, I want to go back to that worship slide though, bro. Uh, we'll do CDC stuff, and uh, so hopefully you don't go crazy. But I wanted to um, end with the worship team. Um, any questions on what we talked about thus far? I know there's been a lot of information. Hope you've been encouraged and seeing where we're headed. Uh, we're headed and we're going to make disciples. There we go. So that's all. Everybody's like, you could have said that in 30 seconds, homie. So uh, I wanted to explain what that meant, though. Um, we want to ask you to really be praying and considering um, uh, part-time help with leading the musical component of a worship service. Uh, we just want to ask people to just be praying about that. Um, no big at all. Just want to ask the Lord if, if, if you're walking with the Lord and you love Jesus and you would like to be a part of that, it would be great. Um, pray, pray, uh, pray that the Lord would raise up uh, someone uh, who can who can really dedicate some time uh, uh, to leading us as we as we sing out to our Lord? And um, one thing I just want to make sure as we think of discipleship again, we're going to talk about outreach and CDC specifically. But one of the big things that we're really stressing this year, and, I, and this is every one of us has to own this because the way we've wired our body, outreach follow up. We have to. I personally don't think we need to do an, uh, more outreaches at all. Um, I'm, I'm totally cool with doing the exact same number of outreaches, even with more people. I'm totally cool with, yeah, not changing anything but faithfulness and follow-up. If we could just, let's not add one thing to the picture, all right, about growth. Let's just actually, some of you guys are entering discipleship and you've never done an outreach with us. That ha- that's going to change. Because if you're in discipleship, we, we reach out. 
You, we, we, if, you are, if you're being discipled, we're saying you said you're committing to this, to, being, to really seeing God's new agent, the, the whole age of new creation thing happen in this community and seeing the gospel be retold through your life in this community. Okay? We need to be reaching out in this community. Okay, family? So, so that's just, that's just living, learning how to live a missional life. Now, we're not saying you need to be at everyone. If you understand anything about MacAv, we want you to do it in your rhythm. So just ask yourself, if you've got two kids, three kids, no kids, what does it look like for you to do this and still enjoy Jesus? Okay? But we need to be moving toward that end. We need to be continual, continually learning aggressively how to live missional lives. Okay? And then we got to follow up. It's crazy. Now, we all love the Lord, but, man, we are horrible at follow-up. All right? Me too. I get paid to do this, and I don't call cats back, you know? And so we need to confess, and we need to ask the Lord, when you get a, a little piece of paper with someone who said they just came to Christ with a number, call them. We have to, we have to get better at follow-up, and we have to ask the Holy Spirit to allow us to release the lies, whatever lies we get, for why we are not following up the people. If I mean, you guys have been inviting and caring. If we would just follow up the people that we've already connected with. Can you imagine? If we would just constantly, faithfully engage our culture with the people that the Lord has already allowed us to influence with the gospel, I think we would even see uh, a difference today. I say all that again to be motivated by God's grace, to say, okay, we're not doing it well, but we know we need to. And there will be ample opportunity all throughout the year, as you know, (laughs) to do follow-up, okay? Let's make sure that each one of us are just doing what God has called us to do, okay, family? Hey, um, let's go ahead. What we're going to do is we're going to sing one last song, um, and then we're going to do tithe right now. Um, Can we go ahead and get a couple individuals to do tithe? Guys, please be encouraged. Uh, hope that if you have any questions about what we've talked about with discipleship, I would love to talk with you, or you can talk with anybody in the body. It's totally cool. Uh, let's sing out to the Lord. Um, if you're, t- if you're, please remember that we're after service. What we're going to do? We're going to go right downstairs, and we're going to have some grub. Please join us. It's going to be a fun time. There's a lot of food. Uh, connect with one another. We haven't seen you guys in a couple weeks. If you are new at MacAv, we're asking you to please keep your wallets and your purses to your side. You are our guests. We are so glad you're here. It's so good to see you. I hope you've been encouraged in the Lord. If you love Jesus, hope you've been spurred on toward godliness and holiness in the Lord. Um, if you are at MacAv, you understand that this is a time of worship, so we're just asking you to worship your Lord. He's given us everything. This is his. So that's what we're doing. We're just giving back to the Lord. And if you are new here and you love Jesus and you understand that this is worship, we ask you to participate, but we don't want anybody giving out a compulsion at all because God is our king. He's already rich. He doesn't need our stuff. So let me pray for us, and then we'll, um, we'll do tithe. Um, can you come now? Thanks, guys. We're going to sing out. I'll close us, and we'll go get some grub. Okay, fam? Dear Jesus, thank you for um, yeah, giving us everything. Most importantly, thank you for Jesus giving us life. We pray uh, that you would use these resources for your kingdom advancement. Guide us in how to use them, Lord Jesus. We love you. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen.
Nothing but the blood of Jesus. 